Blog Talk Radio. You heard of the quiet storm. Now be ready for the thunderstorm. It's a show where we can't be quiet. Discussing world affairs from the Christian hip-hop perspective. That's right, the Christian hip-hop perspective. With your host, Christian hip-hop artist and sports blogger, GQ Forever. So turn up your radio. You are now listening to The Thunderstorm. Once y'all hear that, y'all know it is on. 8 p.m. EST, 427-18. Every time we hear Capone Daily on the intro, we love it even more. We used to pick on the brother for how he was talking, but we love it. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody's here. It's party time. Storm is on. Let's go. Guess what I did? I have created a new word for the English language, and I've taken one that isn't really a word. You've heard it your whole life, but nobody else laid claim to it. I have taken good Google Mooga. That's mine now. Not your uncles, not your aunts, not your grandmothers. Good Google Mooga is now property of GQ and the Thunderstorm. Second, we got one of the most awesome vessels in the history of kingdomness on the show tonight. We got a queen in the building, and the class of the show just went up 15%. Doc Honeycutt is on the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to try to behave. I'm going to try to behave. But guess what? We were trying to think of words that could describe her. We couldn't come up with one. So I made one up. That's coming up in about 15 minutes. Like the pages on Facebook, the Thunderstorm Hip Hop Sports Entertainment Network. GQ Forever, Inside the Eagles. We got so many pages now. getting <laughs> some of them. Crosslink, that's one of our pages. Follow us on Twitter at Storm Radio 66, at Storm Sports 66, at Inside Eagles, at GQ underscore the number four underscore EDA, at D Trail 33. DC's here. What is DC's Twitter? I forgot. We're going to get that to you in a second. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm turned up. The draft is on. The Cleveland Browns have screwed it up. Bill Cosby is going to jail. The world just changed. But we're here to get you through it. Y'all could have been anywhere in the show, in the, where in the world tonight. I'm so excited I can't talk. Y'all could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but y'all are here with us, and we appreciate it. The old school bus is coming up. Prince is the champ. No surprise there, is it? Bookmarkers, iTunes, tune in, Stitcher. Call the show, 602-753-1759. The mailbag is up. Skype is up. Waving at some of y'all right now. Yahoo Messenger is up. Facebook Messenger is up. Everything that has a messenger attached to it, even WhatsApp. We talked to some of our people overseas in the Caribbean, Jamaica, Trinidad, all of y'all. God bless y'all. They put me on something called WhatsApp. There are so many ways to communicate with people, you don't even have to use the phone anymore. Dead serious, dead serious. Roll call. 
I see Greensboro is on the line. I see Charlotte, North Carolina is on the line. I see Charleston, South Carolina is on the line. 864, what is that? Oh, that's Greensboro. I should have known that one. I see some 803s, some 702s. I see some 305s, some 786s, some 404s, some 414s. We got it all popping tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the storm. I'm your host, GQ Spell, just like it sounds. In the building, we got my man, Trail. Trail, what's going on, little brother? What's going on? What's going on? I am here. I am here. We got my little brother, DC. What's going on, little brother? What's going on, GQ? Chilling, man. Chilling, chilling, chilling. Appreciate y'all asking. Fellas, we're taking good Google Mooga. Use that as often as you like. It's now trademarked by us. We own the rights to good Google Mooga. And we got Doc Honeycutt coming on the broadcast, man. Uh, we finalized that and got her to agree sometime around two weeks ago. And I've been sweating for the last two weeks because I am nervous. We just hope. We know she's going to bring class and, and elegance and grace and all the things that she represents to the broadcast, man. I just hope that I can, I just hope that I can equal some of the regality that she's going to bring to the show tonight, man. Doc Honeycutt is on the broadcast, fellas, and I made up a word to describe her because I couldn't think of one adjective that actually exists that can do it all. That's coming up in about 10. <laughs> I heard you say she going to bring 15% class. You got up until at least 25, at least 25. No, she raised the class of the show by 15%. I'm saying we get, we, get, we get a lot of – yeah, I guess you're right. We're going to give her 25. We're going to definitely go at 25 because it's definitely gotten a whole lot more mature and a whole lot more classy and a whole lot – definitely a whole lot more beautiful since she's been here because ain't nobody tuning in because of how we look. So, exactly. Exactly. ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the storm. Welcome to the storm. Welcome to the storm. Welcome to the storm. The draft is underway. Um, Bill Cosby, I don't know what you're going to do, brother. We got you in prayer. Um, I'll say this, and I'm going to leave it alone, because pretty much what's done is done. I don't like the decision, and I'll be honest with you, I'm not equipped with all the facts. Either that went into making the decision Definitely wasn't there for the trial All I know was a lot of what I feel About this situation comes from just good Old fashioned selfishness I don't want my last memory of Bill Cosby to be this one When the Cosby show first aired That was all we had And nobody would give the Cosby show Credit for elevating other shows that Came on at 8.30 That wouldn't have been as good had the Cosby show Not come on now, I'm not going to say it about a different world. A different world definitely benefited from coming on after the Cosby Show, but I'm talking about there's some other shows that exist just because of the Cosby Show. And if you lived around that time, if you're familiar with what I'm talking about, if you're familiar with NBC and them days, you know remotes weren't where they are right now. There was no TiVo, DVR, <laughs> no way to record broadcast. There was no Sling TV. A lot of us was just chilling on the couch, and whatever came on after the Cosby Show, we watched too, and that upped the ratings for everything. But um, the other thing about the Cosby Show that I always remember, man, is the fact that when we came along, it was supposed to be unrealistic, and it was very unrealistic for a very offensive reason because they said two professional black people can't live in the house at the same time. You can't have a doctor that's married to a lawyer. They can't have six kids and none of them be crazy. They always get locked up. Denise isn't sexually promiscuous. This isn't realism for the black family. 
we took offense to that. The Cosby Show added class every single, I think it was Thursday nights, 8 o'clock p.m., and we'll never forget it. I rolled with it from the from the time that Theo decided that he was dropped out of high school. And, and check out just check out how just how great this was, fellas. The very first episode of the Cosby Show, Theo's trying to decide whether or not he's going to college. The very last episode of the Cosby Show, Theo graduates from college. And I love how that I love the entire science of the thing, man. Um, Bill Cosby, we got you in prayer, man. And he's from Philly, so we love you. Uh, NFL draft stuff. NFL draft stuff. The Cleveland Browns have screwed it up again. I'm going to say this, and then we're going to bring Doc Honeycutt on, and we're going to touch on this a little bit later on the show. Definitely want to get your opinion on this, too, Trail. The Cleveland Browns, with the first pick in the NFL draft, took probably the fifth-best quarterback in the draft. They needed a signal caller. They needed somebody to hang their hat on. Sam Donald was available. Josh Allen was available. Josh Rosen was available. Lamar Jackson was available. They went with Baker Mayfield. The Giants, as you predict the trail on Thunderstone Sports, went with Saquon Barkley. I still think that's the wrong decision because you got a franchise quarterback sitting there. But we'll talk about that later. The Giants go with Saquon Barkley. The Jets didn't get the guy that the Giants and the Cleveland Browns should have taken, Sam Donald, who was the best quarterback in his draft, and is probably going to be a franchise guy for 15 years. Congratulations, Cleveland. You've done it again. You picked the wrong guy. You passed on McNabb. You passed on Wentz. You passed on now Donald, Allen, Rosen, and Lamar Jackson. (laughs) And we wonder why some teams keep winning and some teams keep losing. This team has been bad since they came back into the NFL I remember one playoff appearance. It was against D.C.'s Pittsburgh Steelers. It seemed like Cleveland was up by 30 in the fourth quarter, and they lost. That's a slight exaggeration, but that's what it felt like. <laughs> they have not been to the playoffs since. They have not been good since they've come back into the league consistently, and now we see why. The old Cleveland Browns moved to Baltimore. Trails boys. We've watched them win two Super Bowls. The Cleveland Browns are still searching for their first. And when they have the fourth pick in the draft, with the best player available on defense, Bradley Chubb, who we all thought they were taking, they passed on him as well. Cleveland, with the opportunity to take Bradley Chubb and Sam Donald, missed on both of them. This is why they pick first every single year in the draft, and this is why they'll pick first next year. Cleveland is a beautiful city with some beautiful people, some of them are some of my best friends. But that city that's that loyal to this many franchises that are cursed deserves better. Storm is on. Doc Honeycutt is coming up. And we're not going to leave the queen holding any longer because she is too good for that. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all ask me why I never play any of my music. We oblige y'all. Most requested song on the night is yours truly. I don't play my own music. I don't think I need to. I think it's my job to to give the light to some other people and allow them to shine. But I'm your most requested song tonight because I did hint that I was got some new music coming, and everybody asked about if he did it. So he did it. It's coming up. On the other side of that, we got Doc. Hold on. GQ forever. He did it. My he little brother, Red Breeze. What's up, bro? We about to go in. You already know. Christ up. 
Tell me who got on the cross for your sin. He did it. Pour the bell and told you to come on in. He did it. Who's got the power to overcome and forget? He did it. Who picked you up and brought you out from where you been? He did it. He did it. Yeah, he did. He did it. Yeah, he did. God is good. Good, good all of the time. He did it. Yeah, he did. He did it. Yeah, he did. All glory to the one on high. Rare. Reaching lost souls from a studio in the basement. Hard work pays off and I ain't talking graduation. Dirty in my soul. I needed some irrigation. Couldn't solve the problem till I put Jesus in the equation. He did it if I could give you an illustration. His blood transfusion transformed my life in an operation. Gave me a new beginning. Forgave me for my stupidity. All a part of his plan wasn't a chance of serendipity. Some call it revelation. Others say an epiphany. I call it a testimony. Music is my ministry. Lord, help me to do this for you and not for publicity. Because honestly, with Without you, I wouldn't have the ability. I lift you up like a forklift in a factory. Yeah. You charge my soul, supernatural batteries. Wake up, people, you need to get you some reality. You want some truth? Then ask me about Calvary. Who got on the cross for your sin? He did it. For the bell and told you to come on in. He did it. Who's got the power to overcome and forget? He did it. Who picked you up and brought you out from where you been? He did it. He did it. Yeah, he did. He did it. Yeah, he did. God is good. Good, good all of the time. You know how? He did it. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he did. All glory to the one on high. Hallelujah. my lower did that. He came to your boy. My heart changed like that. You know Noah walk as a son of a king. Believe that. I came from a place where they used to do crap. From the hood, homeboy. Better watch your back. Never know when they're going to rat a tat tat. Little obituary call him. Now he's going like that. Too many of our kings lose life like that. So I'll be a part of change. Bring him out. Bring him out. Jesus with me, give me vision how to do that Need hope for the fatherless, can you see that? Need light in the darkness, can we be that? Uh, only one way to shine, you are one of a kind Let the lower come and change your mind You know it, he be not hard to find Even if you are blind, my lower Jesus always on time Tell me who got on the cross for your sin He did it, for the veil and told you to come on in He did it, who's got the power to overcome it again He did it, who picked you up and brought you out from where you been He did it, he did it, yeah he did he did it. Yeah, he did it. God is good. Good, good all of the time. Ah. He did it. Yeah, he did. He did it. Yeah, he did. All glory to the one on high. Turn to your neighbor, say Jesus paid it all. He woke me up this morning. He never let me fall. He watched me out of cinnamon, wrapped me in the glory, and never been too busy to answer me when I call. He's a constant help in trouble, one that's made newer. His glory kept on showing up clearly. Hallelujah. Ripped his body nine tails, hung on the cross, be hell. Loved you when you fell short and rose. He know you so well. Somebody take his 30 seconds, give him praise. Run around the room, whatever, show surrender, hands raised. I know the hell will make you pray for better days, but the king is coming back and you ain't slaves to the pain. So now I lay me down to sleep. Lord, it's like they hate me. If I die, my soul to keep, don't let the demon take me. Bad as it can get sometimes, you love him, admit it. And in the trouble time, you smile, cause you still know when he did it. Tell me who got on the cross for your sin. He did it. For the veil and told you to come on in. He did it. Who's got the power to overcome it again? He did it. Who picked you up and brought you out from where you been? He did it. He did it. Yeah, he did. He did it. Yeah, he did. God is good. Good, good all of the time. He did it. Yeah, he did. He did it. Yeah, he did. All glory to the one on high. Shout out to my brothers. Shout out to my brothers that showed up to do that record with me. Rare Breed, who wrote the hook, 
um, first white boy in the history of the world I ever fell in love with. <laughs> my other brother from another mother, the 47th disciple, he did it. Me, your most requested song of the night. And then I followed back into the background. I got some other artists coming up on the night. Uh, we got some rare breed that y'all been asking for. Some of y'all actually we played some KD7. We got you on that. Uh, we went Turn Up Kings. I got Mr. Woods uh, and Jesse Story, who y'all always want to hear. We got her coming up as well, too. So tune into the storm. Um, while Cleveland continues to mess up the draft, uh, the Cardinals are doing their thing, ladies and gentlemen. Not only did they take Josh Rosen, they now have Christian Kirk to play on the outside. <laughs> they have Larry Fitzgerald in the slot. Better days are coming in Arizona. One team is winning the draft. Another team is losing it. <laughs> the team that always seems to lose. They may not pick first. I'll take that back. They may not pick first in next year's draft, but they'll be in the top five. Some teams continue to lose for a reason. Baker Mayfield, the first overall pick of the 2018 NFL draft. Denzel Ward is talented, but did not warrant the fourth pick. That should have been Bradley Chubb. And now Cleveland gets to watch those magnificent athletes play for somebody else and make them winners. Sorry, Cleveland, it just is what it is. All right, fellas, so um, been waiting on this for two weeks. I decided in order to bring Dr. Honeycutt on the show, I had to introduce her properly. I had to introduce her to my Thunderstorm audience and do it in a way that was behooving and befitting of her and do so in a way that's complimentary to her. I didn't want to let her down with her intro. I want her to come on. And say, that brought tears to my eyes. Problem was, I couldn't find any adjectives to describe her. We can use beautiful, both inside and out. Doesn't quite do it. She's beyond beautiful. We can use intelligent. She's not quite intelligent. You know people who are intelligent. She's smarter than those people. We can use classy. We can use sophisticated. We can use ingenuity. We can use all kinds of words to describe her. But all the words that I thought were flattering just didn't quite do it. So I decided I had to make up one. And DC Trail, what I did was I decided a word that I made up to describe Doc Honeycutt had to encompass all of those things. And just so everybody knew what I was talking about, I'm going to throw her name in here too. So we toyed around. We sat there and said, Beautycut. No, that's, that's probably not going to work. <laughs> we said, Honey, sophisticated. That didn't work either. So we saw it around. We said, then said, this is really not working. And then all of a sudden, some of the greatest ideas come to some of the strangest places. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm drying my hands in the bathroom at McDonald's with that little thing that blows the air on your hands. And to this day, I still don't know if that's giving me more germs or less. And it hit me, fellas. I came up with a word to describe her, and we're going to go with Doc Rages. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome, doctor, TV host, author, actress. Um, I don't think there's anything that she can't do. I don't think if she put her mind to something and said, I want to challenge this and conquer this next, I don't think she'd be unsuccessful. I think if she felt like she wanted to rap, I think she could do that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the storm for the first time ever, and she's already promised it's being recorded now. It won't be the last. Doc Honeycutt, welcome, Queen. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. You were talking about me rapping. I was going to ask you about doing a hook. <laughs> like, I got to do a hook on one of your songs you. now. All right. I got all you. Right. That is I, not going to be a problem at all. Not, all this, all this, everything's good. Everything's good. We appreciate you coming on. How is your day? How have you been? What's just, just for the benefit of those who may not know who we're talking to right now, give them your own introduction because I feel like I left some stuff out. Tell us who you are, where you're from, so on and so forth, what you got going on. The time is yours. Take as much time as you need. Hey, everybody. I'm Doc Honeycutt, for those that don't know me. I'm a a local doctor. I think, you know, a lot of times when people hear Doc Honeycutt, it don't register that that's my profession as well. But local doctor and I work as Dr. Honeycutt by day. So I just decided, you know, I have so many businesses that's umbrella up under my name. So I was like, what can I do to keep my name and, you know, and still have my brand? So I was like, I'll just do Doc Honeycutt. That way I can put everything that I do under one umbrella. So um, I produce. I'm a TV show host and producer. I have my, um, I have two TV shows, one called Enlightenment, and the other is Life from Studio DLC. I have a radio show. I have a podcast with the legendary um, Trail Girl from 105.3, um, model, biker motorcycle rider i'm doing a female a female motorcycle movie about um female riders and empowerment and i just released a trailer about two weeks ago on um a reality show that i'm doing here in charlotte i'm the executive producer of it as well and you know everything i do i try to have a, a purpose for doing it everything that i do i want it to be a message behind you know behind it i'm just i don't want to just do it i want it to do i want to do it and let it help somebody so the name of my um my reality show in charlotte is called beauties and bikers and it's about beautiful women and the motorcycle world and it's really exciting get to see beautiful women on bikes gotcha gotcha there's so many ways i can take this and uh you got so much going on. I want to make sure we can get around to all of it and everything. We want to be respectful of your time as well, too. But uh, first of all, how did you feel about Doc Rages? You rocking with Doc Rages? Is that going to work for you? I like Doc Rages. I mean, that's, that's pretty powerful. <laughs> I like it. I like it myself. We sat here and said it had to be it, everything that we use to describe you had to encompass grace, beauty, intelligence, uh, sophistication, uh, professionalism. And uh, some kind of way, just so we're not using the word that somebody can take, we wanted to make sure we threw your name in there, too, so everybody knew who we were talking about when we said it. So, Doc Rages, yeah, we got a brand. go ahead and rock we right got a brand that now. <laughs> we're going to rock it in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Um, the one thing that's probably going to pop out about most of that is a doctor who also is a bike rider. Now, um, how did you get interested in that? And um, just go ahead and give us the lowdown. How did someone – who's studying to pass um, medical examinations and is in medical school, how did you decide that uh, I'm going to pick up a, a Kawasaki Ninja and I'm going to go ahead and ride on that one? Well, you know, it's so funny that you said that was my first, my first bike was a, a, a Kawasaki Ninja. So, um, well, yeah. I was a biker before I was a doctor. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I didn't, well, when I first graduated high school, I wasn't one of those that 
I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't grow up saying I want to be a doctor when I grow up. I I really didn't have direction. And how many, you know, 18, 19-year-olds do, really? And if they do, mm-hmm. halfway, you know, halfway through college, they've pretty much had a change of mind or change of heart, you know, and want to do something else. So I was already a uh, a mom by the time I turned 19 years old. But I didn't let that stop me. So I went mm-hmm. to school. My first, um, the first thing that I tried to do was hair. I went to um, hair school, and I was like, oh, that's not me. So after I went to hair school, I tried going to do something um, medical, but still yet, not even thinking about being a doctor, um, medical office assisting. So I, I know I like the medical field, but I just didn't know where I was going to fit in. So I went gotcha. to school to be a therapist. So after I went to school to be a therapist, it was like I was getting there, but my mind, I was just hungry. I wanted to learn more and more and more. So I was like, well, nobody, you know, people don't listen to you unless you're a doctor. So I went, um, went for my undergrad. My undergrad is in nutrition. So I went and got my, um, you know, my undergrad in nutrition. And I was like, well, I, I told mm-hmm. my mom, I woke up one day, I literally woke up one day and I said, mom, I'm going to go to school to be a doctor. And she said, she's like, go for it. Because everything that I've always set out to do, she's had my bag. I would not be the woman that I am today if it was not for my mom. My mom, she kept my children. You know, every time I had these great ideas. She didn't say, um, well, you know, you need to think about it. You know, you got children. She was like, go for it. I got your back. So I went back to school. My mom kept my children as if they were her own. I studied day and night. I went to school for, I was in school for 12 years. But I received my doctorate. And, you know, it was later in, you know, later in life. But, you know, I, I did it. And I'm glad I did it. And I love it. And. And that's what I'm doing today. In mentioning, um, in mentioning the nutrition aspect of it, I know a lot of times when we have interest in something and we see other people failing at what we're interested in and want them to be interested, sometimes it can be frustrating. Like, um, it frustrates me when I write and people don't know enough about what I'm talking about. Is it, uh, is it also frustrating to look at someone, to look at, I guess we have like a, a lot of diabetes, hypertension, um, Obesity is common in our community. Um, are you frustrated sometimes when you're saying, this is my profession, this is what I want people to understand, and you're seeing so many people failing at this? I get I I don't get frustrated. Well, I, I do and I don't, but I'm like, why? You know, why don't these people get it? Like, these people, my family, that was one of my things that um, – that really made me, you know, think about going into the medical field because my family had it on both both sides, my my mom's side and my dad's side. And I remember seeing my granddaddy in his bed, his hospital bed that he had in his bedroom, and he had his his legs was amputated because he was diabetic. And you know, back then, well, like in the early 80s, 80, 1985, they didn't really know anything about this drastic disease then. All they knew that, you know, to do was to change it. If you change your diet, it would help to control it. They didn't have the medications and all that, you know, that they do now. So 
I remember, you know, saying, okay, if if a lot, if if what I eat can control this, I have to change my lifestyle. So, you know, I uh-huh. that and like I say, that that was one of the reasons why I wanted to teach people, like, we can feel good. We can be healthy. You know, we can, uh, we have to change our lifestyles, but we have to work. I put in the work. I'll say it like that. I put in the work because I'm a product of my environment. I know that I can't tell people what they need to do if I'm not living their truth, you know, my truth. So I'm a product of my environment first. Everything that I teach people, I'm living it. And I know that 80%, 85% of our diet is depends on you know what's what's happening to our bodies so and and it does what frustrates me about it the you know like pretty bad is people that know they have diabetes and they'll say well i only had a little bit of cake or i only had one piece of candy but when you have one Mm -hmm. piece of candy and you're diabetic and your pancreas is not producing the way it should, that one piece could put you in a coma or that one piece could kill you, you know, because your body does not do what it's supposed to do to break it down. And, I, you know, we just can't get our community to see that lifestyle is important. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. How, you, how you doing, Miss Honeycutt? This is Trail. Um, hey, my question, how you doing? My question will simply be this. Uh, I know you said that, you know, what you teach people, uh, you're actually living. So could you tell us, don't give away too many of your secrets, but can you tell us like, what, what is a part of your diet? Like what, what can we say you take out, whether it's sugars or you don't drink sweet things or what, what is one thing in your diet that, that you can tell us right now without giving away too many of your secrets? Well, I mean, I, I would love to give away my secrets. As a matter of fact, you know, I have a, a, a book about my journey. But my diet is so strict. It's very strict. And I would not ask anybody to have as many restrictions as I have. Because I don't eat anything. Like, I eat nothing white. No no white foods, period. No refined sugars, <laughs> no potatoes, no pasta, no uh, rice. I just recently, um, I was eating, like, um, chicken and turkey. Everything is grilled. I haven't had fried food in, like, 25 years. I haven't had beef. I haven't had pork in, like, 25 years. But, so my, mm-hmm. I, I mainly eat off the land now. I eat a lot of, you know, um, green vegetables, leafy vegetables, and, um, and fish. I'll have fish, and I'll have shrimp. And that's basically my diet. No sugars, like I said. Because you have you have to look at the things that like the the refined sugars, the bread, the pasta, those things go into your body and they just go haywire. Like they don't go where they need to go so your body can use them. They go if your body does not use it, it turns into fat. But the good mm-hmm. foods like your vegetables, you know, your your wholesome um your wheat breads, your um, your your brown rice, things like that. When those things, your fruits, when those things go into your body, they go into your body 
and go where your body needs them so they can turn into energy and your body can use, you know, use it up for fuel. And it's so important. What about corn? It's like, hmm, corn? Yeah, what about <laughs> corn? What? Corn is not bad. I what mean, it depends corn? on that, what you're trying to do. It's, star, it's a starchy vegetable. So, I mean, you know, if you're trying gotcha. to lose weight, you definitely want to be mindful of the corn because it is a starchy vegetable. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, how many vegetables do you know have how many how many vegetables do you know have made people fat? You know what I'm saying? But those are you have true, better true. choices. You have better choices than others, just like fruit. You have better choices with your fruit than others, like watermelon. You know, melons they're real, really high in sugar. If your body don't use that that sugar, that um, because fruit has to go through a stage where it has to turn into glucose. It's fructose in the fruit, but it has to turn into glucose so your body can use it. If it doesn't turn, mm-hmm. it'll turn into fat because it's the sugar. So, um, yeah, like your oranges, your apples, um, melons, like I said, they're very, very, very high in sugar. So if you're trying to lose weight, you definitely would want to um, eat them sparingly. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of watch watch them, but um, you know, like yeah, you have you do have better choices. Gotcha. Okay. All right. All right. Um, hey, how you doing, um, Doc Honeycutt? This is DC here. Hey. Hey. And, um. Hey. How are you? Um. And my question for you is, okay, now we all know summer's coming up, and I'm pretty sure you just seen the post of people saying, "Oh, I got to get me gym for my summer body." What, what what would you have to say to them that want to go to the gym and want to stick to their strict diet, but they still want their piece of cake? What would your advice be for them to try to just stay on track with everything with their health? I mean, you know, you just have to um, keep your eye on the on the on the goal that you're trying to reach. That's and your body is made to deviate, you know, every now and again. Like, you can eat that piece of cake, but, you know, you got to go back. Like, on Sunday, that's my day. If I want to have if I want to have a cookie, I'll have a cookie. But I run six miles a day. I've ran six miles that Sunday. So, you know, you're, you're, we can deviate. We can have a cookie. But, you know, like that next meal or that next day, you need to get back on track. But some people gotcha. don't have that determination and drive. If they, it's like if they put it into their systems because our bodies crave crave things like cookies and candy and stuff. So you notice like when you stop eating it, if you stop eating potato chips or if you stop eating, you know, the junk food, your body don't crave it anymore. And it's like you don't you don't even think about it until you start indulging again. Once you start indulging, your body start craving those things again. So you know, if you pick a day. Pick you a, a day and say, well, you know, I'm going to have one meal that I'm just going to eat what I want to eat. But, you know, like I said, you have to buckle back down, get back on it, and, you know, and your body, you, your body will come back from it. And, and, and another thing that you can do is drink a glass of water before you eat, you know, each meal, like 30 minutes before your meal. Drink your glass of water. And I always eat like a handful of nuts. Nuts will fill you up, and it'll also help to break food down. It'll help that food to 
to turn into what it needs to so your body will use it. It'll, it'll help it to go into your body slowly, like I talked about, and so your body can break it down and use it for energy. Okay. I got to give you love on your commitment. I'm sitting here thinking about my refrigerator. I got cookies, potato chips, fried chicken, <laughs> pretty much everything. Everything in my refrigerator has got to go. I'm sitting here. Now, I do have some peanuts and some water. I do have that. I do have that. So we're, I got a starting point. Look, so I'm this is my thing. I got Kool-Aid and everything in there, boy. I'm, I'm like, oh, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, you know, you would not even realize how much sugar or and, – and, and my thing is, is, you know, when people come to me, like I'm doing more um, consulting and um, coaching, you know, because I want, I want to see people reach their healthy lifestyle goals. So, you know, when people come to me, I'm like, how hard are you willing to work? You know, what first of all, what are your goals? And then how hard are you willing to work? And the first thing that I ask them to do is stop eating out. Stay out of the restaurants because they have to make that food so it tastes good. Like they can't serve you healthy food if it's not tasteful. So the... um. You know, you just don't know what they're putting in it. You know, how much salt they're putting in it, how much butter they're putting in it, because they don't have all of that in there. They have the big picture. This is grilled salmon with, you know, green beans, and but they don't have what they, how much salt they put on that grilled salmon, or how much um, bacon grease they put in those green beans. You know, they don't. So they have to have the food taste good. You know, so it could be. So you'll be satisfied. So I'm telling you, you know, I tell people stay out of the restaurants, prepare your foods at home because you know what you put in them. I don't eat out. I eat at home. If I, on an emergency, I may have to stop at like a Subway and get me a salad, you know, sometimes if um, if I'm run, if I'm working late and it's just late, late and I'm running out of gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but most of the time right. I come home. And I cook. I cook my food. Um, how do you how do you balance all these hats? Because um, we we've mentioned, and I think a couple of more things have come on since we started talking. So, I'm um, author, television host, producer. Um, does it ever get frustrating? Are, are there any of these multifaceted parts of your personality that you prefer to one over the others? Well, um. I mean, of course, I love TV. Like, I'm really in, evolving in it. I just kind of, with the TV, I never, uh, once again, I just kind of, Destiny just kind of took me there. So, and it's like I'm mm-hmm. doing more and more with it. I was talking to this guy, and he had a show, and he was he tried to get me to take his show. And I was like, no, I want my own show. <laughs> so he was, you know, he gotcha. was like, well, I can make that happen. And I knew I was meant to be because right after um, he got, you know, got me my own show, he passed away. So it was, you know, it was meant for me, for Destiny, you know, for me to go in this direction. But no, everything that I do, I love doing it. I could not, I just could not see myself getting up every day, even with my work, getting up, doing something that I don't like doing. I ha- it it has to have a meaning mm-hmm. for me. Like, you know, it ha- it has to be a passion. And with me, you know, I'm helping people. I make 
um, I reach people from all walks of life. It, you know, it may be something that I don't even, I might say, but not intentionally knowing that I might change somebody's life because I'm on so many platforms. So everything that I, I do, all my platforms, I try to use them to help people, to help change lives, to make a difference in somebody's life. Uh, we've been working on it. We've been we've been praying about it. We've been doing all this stuff. We got we got we, we've been talking about Thunderstorm TV for a while. And um, something that you don't know about me that we have never discussed. Uh, I've been writing a book for about four years now. For some reason, I can write nine ten articles a day, but I just can't discipline myself to write a book. So, where's the? I mean. How much of this is creative? How much of this is prayer? Um, what's the balance and what's the formula you're using to, um, to 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 actually get in the mode of writing? What actually transitioned you from that? Because I know you said that you were um, a biker at first. What actually was the uh, tr- turning point to decide, I'm actually going to pin something now? Well, I, I had all these, you know, like I said, I was in school for 12 years. So I had all this all these things in my head, like all these things that I wanted to write about in my head. And I found out that I could, I could self-publish and I found out how to actually do it. So I just started putting my books down, the, the ones that I had in my head. I just started writing. And that's the thing. You just have to start. Like you say, you got articles that you've written, but, you know, you just have to write a little bit every day. Some days you're not going to feel like writing, but – you know, mm-hmm. just try to write a little bit more and a little bit more before you know it. You'll have your book completed. But th- with me, I'm so driven. Like, I'm I'm so focused that when I start something, my determination and my drive is just so, so deep that, you know, I have to finish it. And I'm not going to give up. Anything that I set out to do, I'm gonna do it. Like giving, you know, I even wrote a book. Giving up is not an option. That's that's giving up is not even. It's not even in the vocabulary. Like you don't give up, and Cain is not. That's that's not a word that I use. Cain is not even even English. You don't use that. Gotcha. Not here. You know what I'm saying? Well, not here. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. But I did. I just um. I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Finish your statement. No, I was just uh, still talking about the books. You know, I just, um, the things that I had in my head, I just start putting them down. So if you, whenever you get it done, if you want me to help you publish it, you know, I can definitely um, help to get, help you to get that out there. Because people charge, like, jobs it. and jobs of money for that. You know, they charge a lot of money to publish the book. And like I said, I, I self-publish. I have seven. Seven books and one color. I have an adult coloring book, and I self-publish all my books. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Sticking with your matter of fact, sticking with your uh, your books. Let's let's talk about your books. Um, as an author, you know, I this this is my question to every author that I want to know. Uh, which which one is more? Uh, I guess which one is more? What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Which one is more rewarding, I guess? Uh, the process of actually writing a book or when you see it published and you get to see what people think of your work? I think um, seeing what how people feel about it, you know, how um, 
like I said, it helps to change. All of my books are health and wellness books. So just seeing how, you know, getting an email saying, Dr. Honeycutt, I got it now. You know, um, I thought it was a difficult task, but since I read your book, you know, I'm ready to move forward with my journey that I thought that I couldn't, you know, I couldn't move forward in. I'm ready to do this. I got it. I understand because I try to break it down. Like, I try to simplify things. If I, I could talk medical terms all day long, but what's medical terms mm-hmm. if, if nobody understands what I'm saying? I want you to understand everything. When I'm telling you about your health, when I'm trying to help you to get on point with, um, with diabetes and glucose, I want you to understand everything I'm talking about because I wanted to change your life. But if I'm, you know, if I'm telling you all medical terms that you don't understand, it's going to be like I'm talking another language. True, true. So just for somebody okay. to, you know, just for somebody to read my book and say, oh, my God, you know, you really changed my life. And I've had that. And that is, that's the most rewarding thing is just knowing that I've helped somebody. In their walk. True, true. Okay. Okay. Um. So I know that you had said that that being a doctor wasn't your first thing. You know, you tried a few things before you, you got to where you are. What would your advice be for the people who still searching themselves? You know, for that that one career that they really want or something they're passionate about. What would your advice be for them? My um my advice would be first of all, what do you love doing? Figure it figure out what it is you love doing, what what is your hobby? And find out how you can capitalize it. Find out how you can do it and make money doing it. So let's just do, find something you enjoy and stick with it. Oh, I'm sorry, I meant to say um so basically just find something you enjoy and just find something that you enjoy doing but Figure out how you're going to, you know, you're going to make money doing it. Capitalize it. You know, like you might love um, consulting. Where some people do consulting for a hobby or being an author. Find out how you can actually make a living off of this. With somebody with a heart like yours, I know it's sometimes difficult to – is there ever a desire to want to venture out of the doctor's office and the um, the responsibility that God has given you as a doctor and just help somebody who probably can't afford it? Like, you ever find yourself giving, like, free medical advice or anything of that nature? All the time. All the time. I mean, you don't you don't be a doctor. I mean, like, you, you, you do get – you eat good. Being a doctor is very rewarding, mm-hmm. but – I give a lot of um, medical advice away. I give, you know, I even, I even see people. I've saved so many lives just being off work or just going on a trip, being in an airplane, going on the highway, and I might see a motorcycle down. I've, I've saved mm-hmm. lives and just walked away from it. You know, they want me to give my name, and I'm like, no, you know, this is from the, I'm treating this patient under the Good Samaritan Act and and just walk off. Because, you know, when you have the gift of, I have a gift of healing anyway. 
I have a gift of healing. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, she used to tell me all the time, she was like, you got healing hands. So, and this was even before my doctor days. She didn't even live to see me become a doctor. But they would call me to go to, like, the different hospitals, you know, because the old people believe, you know, you, you put your hands on, you know, touch them you, if, with the healing hands, they'll be healed. So I was young. I was really mm-hmm. young. But they would call me. The elders would call me to go to the hospital and and touch these sick people because they felt like my hands would heal them. And I and I hear mm-hmm. it all the time anyway. And and you know even with me going to school to be a doctor, it was beyond that for me. It was like you know yeah I got the papers too, but you know my hands was ordained by God and you know school can't give you that. Damn can't. can't. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. You mentioned um, you mentioned being an author in seven books. We can't let you. We can't go any further without you naming them. So seven books. What are they titled? How do we go about purchasing them if we want to um, to see some of your work? How do we do all that? Okay, so um, my number one seller is I've got something to say. My weight loss journey, and it talks about me and my weight loss um, because I was. 238 pounds at one point in my life when I saw my granddaddy Mm -hmm. laying in that bed with his legs cut off. So that's when the light bulb came on. Like, you can't go on like this. Um, So that's my number one seller. It talks about my weight loss journey and, you know, things that I've done and, you know, just helpful tips and, you know, how people, people are really mean when you're overweight, you know. That's one. Mm-hmm. Then I got giving up is not an option. I have a better mind, better me. Uh, I have my adult coloring book. I have um, he couldn't have me, so he attacked my loved one. And that's talking mm-hmm. about mental illness. And I have um, mm-hmm. a journal. I have my journal because I'm big on journaling. I think everybody to journal their lives. That way, you know, if it's a goal that you're trying to reach, journaling is very important. If you're trying to reach a goal, Mm -hmm. you journal, you go back and look on that day, you know, you can check it off. I did that. You know, it just kind of tracks your life for you. If, you know, you may have, um, you know, some tasks that you want to, or some goals, like I said, some goals that you want to reach, write them down. I write them in my journal. Mm-hmm. I tell everybody, even even with your weight loss goals, you always want to keep track of what you're eating, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly. So if you look back and you be like, you know, well, on this day, I ate this, and it made my, my weight go up. So, I, you know, you'll know not to eat whatever you did that day again. So, yeah, journaling right. is, is great. It's a great way to keep your, your life on task. Right. What's an adult coloring book look like? And uh, <laughs> let's start with that. What's the, what's the adult coloring book? What is it? <laughs> okay, so my adult coloring book, I, when I did, I guess I was so naive. I didn't even know that there was, like, a bad one. <laughs> a bad, you know, mm-hmm. like a, a, a real adult coloring book. I didn't know that. So my, uh-huh. my adult coloring book, is just, it's a stress reliever. It's um, because I, it, my, the name of it is Color Your Way, um, Color Your Life Stress-Free. 
So mm-hmm. it's just animals. It's like wild animals, you know, different um, wild animals in the, you know, from the wild kingdom. So that's what mine okay, is. Gotcha, but like I said, gotcha. I didn't know that it was a real adult coloring book too, like a bad adult coloring book. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I was just because my thing too was I was like, you know, what does this look like? Are these abstract shapes. So like in your case, like, are the animals representative of certain feelings, or how does how does uh, how does that work? No, it's just different. Um, like I'm an artist, so I draw. Is just different, um, detailed. Like the lion, he's just a big lion. Um, mm-hmm. and you color him. Just all the the, the wild kingdom animals. Um, just made so you can color color them. Gotcha, if gotcha. that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like the outlines. Did. It's like, hmm. It's, yeah, it's it real is. interesting, it and, and a lot of people do. A lot of people, older like seniors, um, a lot of them color now. That's that's this big thing now, coloring to help relieve stress. It worked for me. Like mm-hmm. I used to draw, and that's actually was the first thing I was going to be. I was going to be a cartoonist, and then once I discovered mm-hmm. hip hop, I didn't draw as much. And then I went through a phase where I wanted to start drawing again, and then I got frustrated because I wasn't as good as I was when I stopped. But um, yeah. I, I try to do that as often as possible. I try to sketch and everything, and that kind of takes my mind off everything that I actually have going on. Um, and one of your one of the pieces that you pinned, you said dealt with, like, uh, mental illness. And I definitely wanted to touch on that because that's a big thing that we talk about here. I've suffered from it, uh, so as many of my relatives, um, something I still battle with from time to time. And someone had to break it down to me and tell me that, you know, no one would have to tell you to break your knee and go straight to the emergency room. No one would tell you. If you felt like you can't breathe, possibly you might have some, uh, you might have pneumonia. You want to go get that checked out. But for some reason, we tend to struggle, especially in the black community, as far as like asking for help. And mm-hmm. the brain is just as important. Like um, it's almost like your brain is fractured, and we want to de- definitely take that as serious as we would take a broken knee. Like just wanted to get your thoughts on that. So I'm, um, I'm, I'm I always talk about mental illness, mental health now. Like on on my shows, it seems like I'm talking about that like um a couple times a month on my shows because it is big. Nobody wants to talk about it because the first thing people do is what is what's the word they use? Oh, that person is cray, what? Cray. <laughs> <That's> right. cray, cray. <laughs> it's not. It's, right. they're not crazy. Not, I mean, not at all. Everybody right. has experienced um depression at some form or another. Some people just get in sure. that dark place and they don't know how to come out of it. They stay in I um, they stay in it. And I wrote about it because it knocked on my door. Not so much as for me. I experienced it when I was pregnant, you know, after I had my um first child. I experienced it um I had postpartum depression, which was they didn't have a name for it mm-hmm. then. But I just know that I was in a dark place. I had a spirit of fear over me. And the only thing that I knew that brung me that brought me out of it was I started going to church and I start praying and you know just started pe- uh, speaking positive affirmations over myself. But then my book, he couldn't have me, so he attacked my loved ones because mental illness couldn't have me. It tried, but it couldn't get me. So it went after my children. Both of my children have had a bout with it. And mm-hmm. they get in those places, you know, people, and my daughter, she'll be like, you know, people don't understand. 
I understand. I understand mm-hmm. a little bit just from experience and just what I experienced. And I, you know, and for somebody to be in that place, you know, all their lives, or you know, I, it's it's just it's heartbreaking because it depression is it's real. It's real. It is. And Most people, definitely. go ahead, go ahead. Not, I was agreeing with you. Most definitely. Most definitely. I didn't want to interrupt your thought. I was just agreeing with you. Yeah, so, and, you know, and like I said, a, a lot of people don't want to talk about it because they, you know, they'd be like, oh, they just think I'm crazy. Or, um, you know, they don't want pe- other people to know. They don't want other people to know. But then they'll start crying out or reaching out, you know, like doing things, um, cutting themselves, being cutters, or, you know, just um, acting out. And, like, with my children now, they're at the point where if they go, you can't make them go get help. Like, they have to go get help on their Mm -hmm. own. Now, you know, when they were younger, I could take them. But now it's like they're in control. So, you know, they have to make sure they keep everything under control. But there is help. There is help for mental health. I mean, mental illness. Take your med. Mm -hmm. See a medical professional. I'm like, I always refer out when it comes to mental illness because it's deeper than that. That's your mind. True. You need somebody that's yeah. a mental health professional that can, you know, say the right things, know what you're going through, get you the right meds for all these different – because my when I've done my book on uh, mental illness, I did my book on about 15 different uh, characteristics. But there's mm-hmm. a – Thick, thick book that um, that psychologists and psychiatrists that they have that they have to um, go up under when they're in school. And when I say this book is thick with mental illnesses, it's it's a really really thick book. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I spoke on about fifteen, but I didn't know that there was so 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 many until I wrote my book. But you want to definitely make sure that you're being treated for the right mental illness. What are some of the characteristics that you were talking about? Well, no, well, well, okay, so some of the characteristics, when I say characteristics, I mean there are so many different types of mental illness, like bipolar, schizophrenia, okay. depression. Yeah, gotcha, you know, gotcha. right. Gotcha, so gotcha. you want to make sure that, well, you know, that yours is, is you know, what you want to make sure they're treating you for the right one because there are different medications for, you know, for the different ones. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, if you tune in late, you've been listening to the Doc Rages Doc Honeycutt on the Thunderstorm. Um, she's a survivor, um, author, TV host, producer, and she's also something that your doctor may not be. She's a writer. And we want to talk a little bit about that, but in celebration of everybody that survives and everything, believe it or not, the song that we were going to play with next was Ray Abri. I made it. Sounds like a fish right now. We'll play that. Doc Honeycutt is coming up on the other side. Keep it locked. Ah. I said I made it, I made it. His grace and mercy kept me in the maze.
mission. Rapper, no need for a debate. I've been doing this for years, but ain't always been saved. And Christ stepped in and showed me another way. I'm hungry. Take this beat and put it on a plate. First name real, like somebody ordered a steak. Eating on this word, I'm spiritually overweight. Now I'm reaching for the lost and my shoulders are out of place. I, I ain't even worried about a record deal. Nah, y'all keep that jazz. Look, I'd rather do it for my team than be a slave to a label and a trick for the cash. 100% real, no math. Add concrete, cause everybody goes hard. Everywhere we go, we get the best reception. FFM, whole team got bars. Records nowadays promoting the wrong mission. Then they wonder why kids grow up in the system. I wore the same shoes, breaking all the same rules. No A&E when I say that I needed an intervention. Woke up, felt like I was in a coma. Got a blood transfusion, knelt down at the altar. Now I'm alive to give everybody the story of how I made it out instead of laying in a coffin. Greater, greater along the way 
life or death, which one do you claim? The last five times we have played that, I've tried to hit the high note of the and I failed all five times. Tonight, I nailed it. Sometimes I can say, y'all never around to hear it when it happens, but sometimes I can say, welcome back to the song. That was Katie's seventh half face, and right before that, we Breed Bree when I made it. We got the Doc Rages, Doc Honey Cut on the broadcast. I like Doc Rages, man. It, I like yeah, Doc Rages, too. telling me. <laughs> Yeah. Now, one of my very close friends is telling me to come up with another word because uh, he says it's corny. But Doc Honeycutt likes Doc Rages. You're rocking with Doc Rages. <laughs> Ask him what he would come up with. Ask him what name would he call me. Yeah, we're going to type him back. I'm going to answer this email while we're um, doing this and everything. But, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the storm. Doc Honeycutt has been holding it down with us. I have found a new doctor tonight. Um, I, I have I don't know if I have an HMR PPO and I'm embarrassed to say that. I pay a lot of money for stuff that I don't pay attention to. I don't know if I have an HMO or PPO. 
But whatever I have, I'm going to look at it tomorrow to see if she isn't on my HMO, if I'm going to put her on my PPO. Because I found me a new doctor because I just, I just realized I don't like mine anymore. Oh my my goodness, is not going to let me fail. She is not going to let me fail. She is going to make sure I show up because my other doctor just doesn't seem to give it. You know what? If I show up, she's cool. If I don't show up, he's cool. And you know how our people do, black people. We show up when there's absolutely no other alternative because we just want to pay whatever it is we have to pay to the deductible or whatever. We show up when there's no other solution. True story, Doc. I was actually walking around. Yeah, I was walking around in a financial, um, I, I, I was working in finance, I was in the mortgage department, and I'm literally walking around with a back brace on because I'm like, I must have pulled something the last time I worked out. And I'm walking around like this for like a week. And then one morning I wake up, and it was hurt. It hurt to breathe. Now, you know you got to breathe. <laughs> Breathing yeah. became painful. <laughs> I went to the emergency room, and they told me, had I showed up a day later, well, they didn't say it like that. They told me it would have been impossible for me to show up a day later because I was walking around with pneumonia and I would have killed myself. Pneumonia, I knew it. So, mm. I knew it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourself. Visit your doctor and definitely eat better. We've been talking about that a lot. Um, I got a, I got a silly question before we get into it because I want to get into rude guy riders because mm-hmm. my doctor is a rider and your doctor ain't. So I want to get into rude guy riders. But I got a question I've always wanted to know the answer to. I talked to okay. more professional nurses, and I've talked to some um, some some chicks that probably need to grow up a little bit who were CNAs. I've mm-hmm. talked to doctors. I've talked to nutritionalists, and I can't seem to get a definite answer. Is there any difference between eating organic foods or not? Is it any more healthy to eat organically? So organic foods are um... – the difference is they just they don't have the they're they don't have the cow manure on them pretty much like all those toxins. I'm sorry, the what? <laughs> like, like you know, like they, <laughs> Our gang I'm just making sure I'm with They don't have like all the um like the different toxins and steroids and stuff that they put in regular food. So it's, it's, it okay. would keep your chances lower than, you know, you doing all this processed stuff. So, yeah, it's a difference. Okay. Okay, Doc. Okay, Doc. Now oh. I got to know because I knew about the steroids because I knew about these big chicken legs I was getting from Walmart. Please tell me I haven't <laughs> been eating something that's got cabin with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, that's all. That's what if it is, I got to know. Well, speaking with, you know, from, like, the vegetables and stuff, they're not grown in, like, the, you know how they used to, I don't know if they do it now, because my my granddaddy's not here anymore. When they had the gardens, they used to put, like, the, you know, the manure and stuff on top of them for fertilizer. <laughs> and the, gra- the grass. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I had no idea. And I had some, I had some uncles who had farms. I got, I'm scared right now. <laughs> And like pesticides and stuff, they don't do all that. Um, you know, they don't use like size and and like I say, the manures and all that stuff on like organic things and you know and the additives, all those synthetic additives. So it it it, it does help you because that's why our children look like like our twelve year olds look like they're eighteen. 
because they're eating all that stuff, well, with, you know, well. with all the um, preservatives and steroids and all that stuff in it, you know, the stuff that they inject in those chickens with, those big chicken legs and turkey legs. Yeah. I need to I need to pray and uh, now I'm, I'm thankful that my grandmother taught me to say my grace. Okay, let's do a real real gal ratters, real gal ratters. What's uh what's going on? Um, how did you how did you put all this together? Tell us a little bit about the project. Okay, so first of all, um, real gal rider is not negative. Everybody wants to think that when they hear rude gal. They hear rude. They, the first thing they think is bad. Rude gal is from the islands. If anybody knows, uh, rude gal means you're confident, you're walking tall, you're following your dreams, you're doing your thing, you know. So all of those things that rude gal mean, that's me because I'm doing all those things. So um, I'm trying to change the face of rude gal when people think of it as being like a negative thing. It's not negative. It's it's a good thing. But um, I, and that's I was trying to figure out a really hot name that um, you know, that people would kind of be like, oh, you know, what is this? I got to see this. Um, when I, you know, thought about it, I want to do a documentary on female motorcycle riders, which is an empowerment documentary on women that ride and they just tell their stories of why they decide to ride and you know what they ride and how the you know a little bit about the bike world because oh the bike world man you're on a totally Mm -hmm. that's another show for us right there y'all the bike world versus the um the real world the civilian world yeah. It's it's a totally different right. different world, and I'm gonna be opening some of that up on my reality show, The um, Beauties and Bikers. We're gonna be going into actually like the bike world and and you know seeing how bike because for one some reason when people think about bikers, not so much now they think about it as a recreational sport now, but you got to think I thought, I've been riding for 20 years, and it was mm-hmm. not in uh, you know maybe. In Charlotte, it was probably maybe about ten female riders that I knew of, if if that many. But now is you mm-hmm. know it's probably it's thousands. And like like you know that's just the thing to do for women now. But it was like so we had to ride with the older guys because there was no ladies that we could actually you know ride with. So we would ride with the men. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I say now, it's you know it has changed, but. So that that's why I came up. I'm like, people need to know that we are not wild and crazy. Because back then, that's the first thing they would think. Oh, she's a biker, and she, you know, and she's, mm-hmm. she's a wild and crazy girl. I mean, you know, I got a, um, mm-hmm. I got a little side to me. I got another side. Doc Honeycutt likes to have fun. She got, she do have a life. You know what I'm saying? I have a life outside of being a doctor. But um, and and that's just one of my, that's my outlet. That's what I like to do. It ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that because I tell people all the time we're saved, but we can feel like hip hop. We saved, but we can feel like sports and everything, which is why we have a thunderstorm sports. But I totally understand what you're saying. I'm sitting here looking at some of your your photos on social media and everything. Whenever and I do not mean this disrespectfully, whenever y'all need a male rider to ride with all these beautiful women, <laughs> y'all just tell me I'm down. Yeah, y'all got rock. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. Even if I didn't ride, I would start riding now. 
Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> so now some of those pictures, you know, even with, um, you know, I talked about my beautiful models. We have calendars. I've, um, I have Rude Gale calendars that I've been kind of branded. People, you know, when they look from, mm-hmm. when they know here about Dotanica, they think about those calendars where I have the beautiful women on the bikes, or uh, we just done like a, a really nice swimsuit edition of Beauties and Bikers as well. But you know, those calendars has been branded to me. You know, still once again, mm-hmm. I'm a businesswoman, and you know, I'm a creator. I create exactly. things. But, you know, I still have to keep it exactly. on a level that's not going to, you know, tear into my brand. That kind of cut enterprises, yeah. I'm going to always be respected. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm going to always do things in a respectable gotcha. manner. That's just who I am. And and I know that. Trail DC, right. I'll go ahead. I'm going to find this calendar right quick. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll be trying to do that. I'm going to find the calendar. <laughs> but, uh, my question is this, because, um, you know, I was in college and I did a TV production class. And when I was in there, like, we had to do everything, like, you know, find people to interview and video it and, you know, edit it and everything. So I know mm-hmm. how hard it is to find, you know, people that's actually doing what you're doing. So when you were uh, coming up with this reality show, how hard was it to actually find Real bike, real uh, women bikers that really bike with you on a consistent basis. Like, how hard was it, or was it just easy? Because you already knew people. Well, um, it was easy for me because you know people trust me. Uh huh. I've you know I've built up a lot of trust like in these ladies, and these are people that I've dealt with. Like a lot of these ladies, I dealt with them with in my documentary as well. So. It wasn't hard for me to say, hey, you know, I'm getting ready to do this reality show now. So, you know, they were all with me. They, they, you know, they were like, you know, whatever you want us to do, we, we're going to do it. So, because they know that, you know, I'm not going to be the one out here, like I said, messing up their name. If anything, I'm going to uh, build a, help them to build a brand for themselves as well because you know this is my I want to see everybody I want to see everybody happy I want to see everybody healthy I want to see everybody getting it it's enough out here for everybody to get some yes, yes ma'am mm-hmm. uh, my next question simply this man uh, what would be when you're behind what's the difference between being behind the cameras and you know executive producing or whatever you choose to do and being in front of the camera. Can you give everybody an insight on, on some of the different things that you encounter from behind the cameras to when you're on camera? Well, just um, being behind it, just making sure that everything, my vision is coming to light. That's that's the biggest thing, you know, just, um, but I'm in almost all of my projects that uh, even if I'm, you know, the executive producer, I'm still, I'm still in, on the front end as well, but just making sure, you know, I, ha- I know I have to have these people to help me, but at the end of the day, it's still my project and it's still my vision. And I have to make sure my vision is coming to life the way I want it to, not the way somebody else think it should. So staying true, you know, just staying true. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. All right. So my question is, is, how did you find the time to put all this stuff into your daily routines? Just from the book, the podcast, being a doctor. How do you find the time? 
this balance, man. I'm telling you, like, um, I do, I get up and be a doctor to, you know, whenever my, I'm done with my patients for the day. Everything is kind of just balanced. I, like my days, I have certain days that I do certain things. So, you know, structure, a structure, discipline, all of that has to come into play. And like all of my time is allotted somewhere. Like if somebody say that they need for me to do something at six o'clock or they need for me to be somewhere at six o'clock, that's what I'm banking on. That it has to happen. You know what I'm saying? It has to have structure. Like you can't say, I'm going to see you at six o'clock and then six o'clock come and you know, it turns into seven because I got something else to do at that allotted time. So my life gotcha. is very structured and it's very disciplined. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, how do we go about purchasing um, your novels? Um, how do we go? Uh, do you have like your own? You said you're self-published. So, are we going to your website or are we going somewhere else? I have um, my website. Um, Lulu, my books are on Lulu Publishing, but I, you know I try to keep books as well. I try to keep them because like a lot of times people see out, they want you to sign them or they want to take a picture with books, you know, with you and your mm-hmm. and your books. But all of my things, if you somebody wanted to order is on uh Lulu Publishing. Mhm. Mhm. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. That's I found I, I'm looking at the You looking found, at the calendar. You found my stuff. Just, that was actually <laughs> Oh yeah, I was actually about to I was, what I was going to do was I was going to ask you if I should be shopping on Lulu, that was my next question because I'm about to hit uh, add this to the cart right now. And um, my birthday <laughs> is May 4th for the Sunday Storm audience. No, but my house, wait, 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 because we can ready to get the new calendars. So wait till the new ones come in, come out. Huh? It doesn't matter because in my house, I'm looking at you, the headshot on March of 2018. It's going to be March of 2018 every month in my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. It's gonna be March of 2018 every day. When, it, when May comes around, it's still gonna be March. That's what we're gonna do. Oh god! But yeah, like um, the first the- two calendars we, ha- we well, the first two we got um, like Latinos, you know, like. Just beautiful diversity, diversity in them. So, but this one right here, the one okay, that um, the one that we just done the photo shoot uh-huh. for, we just really upped the game, man. We had so much fun doing that calendar. Now I'm worried about that one because this is what I'm looking at. This is just pictures of you, like every month. Am I am I looking? In, am I on the right oh, place? Okay. Or am I, doing? I do have one. I have one that just that's just me. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make sure I add all of these to the cart. Make sure I get every single one of them. <laughs> but um, now as far as as far as rude as far as rude gal goes, though, and I'm being silly, but as far as rude gal goes, with the secrecy of uh, bike bike clubs, as you mentioned, was it hard to get anybody to participate, or uh, was everybody pretty much cool with it? No, everybody was pretty much cool, and like even now, um, I have people that hit me like, how can I get? They want to be a part of the. Um, the reality show now, you know, because everybody, for some reason, everybody likes some like a reality show is exciting, you know, that's 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 just exciting. But so they've been like, How can I get be a part of this cast? So it's like now people come to me wanting to know, How can I get on? And which is a good now, thing for me. You know, you're doing an actual show, 
I'm doing both. I'm doing a documentary. The Rue Gale out of is a female okay. doc, uh, documentary. But the, the TV show okay. is The Beauties and Bikers. We just released a trailer on that one. Gotcha, gotcha. You stay busy. Do you, so, when, do you, when can you be a doctor with all this going on? I'm <laughs> doctor. Doctor. Do you, do you actually make it? <laughs> You know, this is my thing. God <laughs> truly, he has, he has truly blessed me in my profession that um, I don't have to work True. in the, um, like in the clinic scene or at the hospitals. I pretty much, I work for myself. I work for myself for a very, very long time. And the um, the patients that I see, they, you know, they might, I might fly to um, Canada or they may fly to the U.S. to see, you know, see me. They come from a long way to see me. Or it may be um, sports car drivers, owners, um, NFL players, you know. So that that's what kind of, um, that's what I'm doing now. I do more of that. And like I said, more consulting, more like sports um, consulting on, I let these um, athletes know how to take, how to condition themselves and how to take care of themselves and take care of their bodies you know, before they get out there and play those games, you know, and do a lot of health and wellness um, seminars and lectures. So, you know, yeah, I've really evolved into, um, you know, to a lot more than just um, treating patients in a clinical setting. Well, half the Eagles were hurt. Thank God they got that Super Bowl, but half the Eagles were hurt. Maybe if they had you, they would, the whole team wouldn't have been hurt last year. They should, yeah, they should have had me. To the Eagles. I know my rage is pretty, Lord. We were stacking them. I've been like team doctor where I sit on the sideline, you know, with the guys. If they get the air knocked out of them, you know, I go out there on the field and, you know, get try to get them back. And they be like, put me back in, put me back in, doc. Because, you know, they couldn't go back yeah. unless I release them, to, you know, to go back and play on the field. Let me go back in, doc. They didn't care how much their heads was banged up or if they was limping or exactly. they uh, thumb broke. Just the passion of the game. They just want to get back in there and play. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you can't go back in yet. From a boxing from a boxing standpoint, I could understand that by the time football rolled around and everything. I would I would have been the opposite. That's probably why I didn't take it all the way to the NFL. I'd been like, nah, Doc, take me out. <laughs> Get me out of here, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> take me out. Now put me in. Take me out. All right, we got to do the old school um, bus. Okay, okay. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Trey, Trey, that's right, Trey. You had a question. Go ahead, Trey. Trey, yeah, Trey, Trey. This, this is what I wanted you to touch on. Uh, when it comes to the losing uh, weight aspect that we talked about earlier in the show, can you just uh-huh. uh, just tell our listeners how losing weight can help you know uh, build your confidence and how that how they both connect with each other? Okay, so um, can I just say, how much time do we have? Like, how much time do I have to say it? Because I was gonna say, um, you got all, you know, I'm thinking about. You got all the time. Okay. We got, we got, we got 30 minutes left. All we gonna do is the old school bus. So we really want you to vote on that. So you can hang out as long as you want to. Okay. So um, thinking back, I remember, you know, my highest weight. I was tipping the scales at um, 238 pounds. And each doctor visit, my blood pressure would be borderline high. So I had enough sense to know, you know, that I was on my way to self destruction. First hypertension, then diabetes, and high cholesterol, you know, that um, one day could lead to, like, heart attacks or strokes. 
I always felt sluggish and I, my self-esteem was terrible. And I remember this conversation that me and my cousin was having and she was like, you know, she wished that she would get sick or get a sickness that would help her to, help her to lose weight. That's how bad we wanted to lose weight because, you know, it does. It takes your drive. It takes your um, how you feel about yourself because people, the first thing people look at is they'll be like, oh, you're pretty. But you just fat, you know. That's they'll say that pretty much. Like you got a pretty face, you just fat. And I'm like, how nice is that, mm-hmm. you know? But now it does. It changes your life. Like I mean, inside and out. It made me a different person. It, you know, the inside was different and the outside was different. And now, like you know, my self esteem. It it really, really, really helped me. You know, my self esteem helped me with confidence to get up and you know, do these health and wellness lectures because I feel good about who I am now. And I didn't always feel like that. Mm-hmm. Somebody told you that? Yeah. You know, Somebody people, actually told you people, that? People, oh, yeah. People are mean when it comes to like, um, and I don't know if somebody, one of your other listeners uh, is on here, if, any, if anybody that was overweight and you know, yeah, they mean. People mean when you're fat, pretty much. You know, it's, mm. you just can't sugarcoat mm, it, mm, but mm. and you know how you look. You look in the mirror, and you know how you look every day. You look at yourself every day. So, what? you know, you don't need somebody to recognize. I mean, to um, always tell you your downfall or you know how you look. Like I didn't need nobody to tell me that I wore over two hundred pounds. I know I wore two. I knew I was heavy, but now for some reason. It's like our community thinks that it's okay for us to be over. Two, if you're not over 200 pounds, you think something got to be wrong with you. You got to be sick. Mm-hmm. So we got to change that that mentality too. Because I had, a, I was working out in the gym one day, and I had this girl. She told me she was like, "I don't want to. I don't want to lose um, too much weight. I don't want to go below 200 pounds." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Your body is. You know, our bodies are not. They have not been conditioned." To carry a lot of weight, you got your muscles, True. you got your bones, and you got your skin, which is supposed to cover that. All that other stuff that mm-hmm. you have up under there, the your three layers of um, your skin, the dermis, the epidermis, and the subcutaneous tissue, that's adipose. What is adipose? Adipose is fat. Mm-hmm. So it puts stress mm-hmm. on our body. Well, but yeah, it does. It it really yeah. helps your self esteem. It helped my self esteem. Well, those people who were talking about Doc Undercut, shame on you. Because if I would have been there, I'd have, I'd have got them for you, Doc. I don't I don't appreciate stuff like that. No, nah, I know, got them for my. As it always I, as it always I, works out. <laughs> I got the last laugh though. Now they see me. They you know they don't even recognize me. first people. Don't, oh, and yeah. I was a lot younger. You know this has been a long time ago, but I still remember. I know how fat feels. I won't ever be fat again. You know, but the beautiful, <laughs> the beautiful swan came out of the, the beautiful swan came out of the end, and that's all that matters. And like my aunt used to tell me, success is the best revenge. You won in the end, so that's all I care about. And see, I'm here to talk about it, and I'm like, and I can teach about it. And I would rather any day for, like, I wouldn't want nobody. Um, it would be hard for me to learn from somebody telling me how to lose weight because they don't read a book. Like, I want you to be mm-hmm. an experience. You know, hard knock. 
let me know that you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Like in your heart, you can really heart, you know, talk to me from your heart about, yeah, I, mm-hmm. you know, I know how you feel. I know you have cravings and you want to eat and, you know, but this is, if you do this or if you stick to this, you know, you're going to get, you're going to reap these benefits. But if somebody has just only went to school and never experienced that, they can't really heartfelt tell mm-hmm. me how it feels to be fat. Do y'all think Wouldn't you rather hear from somebody That's done walk that walk and talk that talk Yeah Yeah. Yeah. You definitely read about that Yeah True I got to hear Hey you know what though You know what though Queen Queen, You definitely We got to let you know this though for real We we say this sometimes and sometimes we say it because it's polite But we mean this from the bottom of my heart You you family now so whenever you need a platform Anything you need to talk about the storm is your family. Yeah. You want to do your own show and we just leave. You you got you got our permission to come run the show. And we'll, <laughs> we'll leave the show and you can run it. I appreciate it. Y'all just Drop let, the bomb. come anytime y'all want me to. <laughs> Drop the bomb for the Doc Rages, Doc Honey. Drop a bomb for it one time. <laughs> We dropped the bomb. Oh, but that reminds me. Cue the time bomb. We almost forgot. Cue the time bomb. Cue the time bomb. <laughs> Doc, you're not safe. You have to go through the gauntlet just like everybody else. 20 questions, the lightning round, the thunderstorm way. Are you ready? I'm ready. She don't sound ready, but she's going anyway. Start the music. I'm ready. Doc Honeycutt is in the gauntlet. Question number one. So the Doc raises Doc Honeycutt. Fish or chicken, which do you recommend? Fish. Uh, I think trail action is anyway, but it just happened to pop up in the questions. Which is the more rewarding experiences of writing the book and seeing it published? Uh, seeing it published, seeing it, seeing it come to life. Which do you actually enjoy more, being the TV show host or the producer? The host. Ooh, good. Give it to him again. We're going to see if you can do it off the top of your head. Give him all seven books quickly. <laughs> oh, my God. Giving up is not an option. My adult coloring book, my my weight loss journey. Oh, God. <laughs> My job, cultural stress. <laughs> I'm missing one. What is it? Yeah, I'm I know you are. <laughs> I, think, I think you missed two. Um, I think you missed two, actually. I got five. Uh, yeah, I got five. Um, he couldn't have me, so he attacked my loved ones. Mental illness. There you go. Is there another one? Mm-hmm. It's one more. Yes, there is one more. Oh, God. Uh, I got one more. Did she hit the? My mind. Did she hit the adult coloring book? Did she hit the adult coloring book? I did. I did. I no, did she did. Oh, I thought that was it. Yes. Oh, oh. the adult coloring book. Okay, you better get all of them. Okay, get all of them. Okay, I think you got all of them. I think you got all of them. I think you got all of them. All right. Did you actually see Black Panther? I did not. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I didn't see it. Do you have any plans to see Black Panther? Um, uh, I don't know. I 
Yeah, you know, I might though. We go, we go, come pick you up, and we're taking you to Blacktown. But this is not an option. All right, question number okay. six: Mary <laughs> J. Blige or Beyonce? Mary J. Mary, oh, Mary. Oh, uh, Mary J. is up 113. Oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> which are you more <laughs> more a fan of? Is it football or basketball? I like football. I love football. There you go. Prince or Michael Jackson? Yes. Yes. Huh? Prince or Michael Jackson? What was... Um, Prince. Prince? All right. Duke of North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina. Yes! Yes! Okay. If we jump in the car with you right now, we jump in the car with you right now. What are you listening to? Uh, 105.3. Old school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right, boys, to me and the Jodeci. Jodeci. New edition or guy? New edition. All right, there we go. Championship, new edition of Jodeci. Uh, Jodeci. Tupac or Biggie? Biggie. Yes. <laughs> I like that answer. I like that answer. Best best childhood game: hopscotch or double dutch? Hopscotch. On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate the uh, Trump administration? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Don't ask me about no politics, y'all. <laughs> All right, we done. We done. We done. We gonna let I you mean, start on that. We gonna I let mean, you start I'm on that saying, one. Well, I don't have no comments on them up there. They ain't acting up too much. All right, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, with my esteemed and established journalism skills, I let everybody know that she drove a Kawasaki Ninja without her even telling me. I just happen to know that. What are you riding on right now? I'm riding a 1300 Hayabusa. How do you like a Ducati? Mm. On a scale of one to ten. Um, a Ducati. Mm-hmm. I don't know too much about them. I don't, I don't know too much about the Ducatis. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, maybe a time one. Machine, could you go back? Okay, time machine. If you could go back and change anything, would you change anything or leave everything like it is? I think I would leave it because it made me who I am. That works for us, and that's the most popular answer, and that's a great answer. And question number twenty: You have successfully completed the doc, uh, the gauntlet, Doctor Honeycutt. Question number twenty: Most important quality in a man, other than his love, and other than his love for God. Excuse me. His um his his being genuine. Just being a genuine gotcha. real person. You did it. We appreciate it. Clay the old school bus up, the champion is Prince.
was the unbeatable Destro Garcia. We had a question as to whether or not anybody was going to be able to beat him on the old school bus. That's your champion, Prince, Diamonds, and Pearls. The challenge is coming up, but fellas, real talk, the, the, the Caribbean has mad at us. We got listeners in Trinidad, Tobago. Yeah. We got listeners in Jamaica. Uh, we got the Virgin Islands. Uh, everybody thinks we rigged it because they, uh, they don't believe that Destro Garcia actually lost. It's a, it's a Christian show, ladies and gentlemen. We do not cheat. <laughs> 
Prince won the old school bus. A lot of that could have been emotion oh. because we were celebrating um, the two-year anniversary of um, his passing. But the champ, Princes in Diamonds and Pearls, they came up with an option for the challenger. And y'all might be y'all might be kind of surprised who it is. Tell me when the last time y'all heard this record. Crank up the old school bus for the challenger.
song so good. That is what music is supposed to sound like. A song so good that we don't even care that this brother can't sing. Wayne Wonder, No Letting Go, the challenge of the old school bus. <laughs> Against the champion, Prince. Uh, Thunderstorm Mailbag, never heard. Uh, this is uh, Shantae in Oklahoma. Never heard of Doc Honey Cutting Tail tonight, but I am a fan. I'm going to pick up the books. Uh, you guys make sure you get her on the show again soon. I pray for her. Uh, wish her the best of luck in all her endeavors. Uh, thank you for being a positive black woman. And uh, thank you for sharing some of the stereotypes that surround a lot of black women, especially as far as it goes to uh, motorcycle riding. So that is Shantae in Oklahoma from the Thunderstorm Mailbag. Thank you, Shantae. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We need a vote. We need a vote. You know who I'm rocking with. Prince is my vote for the old school bus. Doc Honeycutt, who you riding with? I got to rock with Prince. Prince. Got who votes to. for Prince? Trail. Prince. Old school bus, your vote. Are we going with Prince, Diamonds and Pearls? Are we going with Wayne Wonder, No Letting Go? Prince, Diamonds and Pearls. All right, sound like it might be a clean sweep. DC, I think I know who you rolling with. Who you got? You can't beat Prince, man. You can't. I'm going with Prince. All right. Uh, the panel is spoken, and I guess Doc Honeycutt. I need an executive. Please don't let me leave it in time. What Next about what, Trill? <laughs> <laughs> Don't say my possession. Please. I want to see it. The song, I want to see it. Hey, we got it. Okay, so Michael Jackson, y'all heard it here first. Trail, is, trail won't let it go. Prince, <laughs> the greatest of all time in everything, the greatest, the greatest composer, artist, vocalist, uh, singer, Writer, uh, band, <laughs> the guy that did everything against the guy who did one thing, Michael Jackson. Love you to death, Mike. <laughs> Mike never wrote anything, produced anything, anything, and he had three good albums. So we gonna put it. To, we gonna put it to bed. We gonna Mike is the challenger next week on the old school bus. It would have been Sooner Trail, but we remember one more thing that Prince did that Michael Jackson couldn't do. He had more love songs. We okay. Give me one. Give me one love song by Mike that was hot. Don't worry, I'll wait. Mm. All right. That's what I'm saying. Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson versus Chris next time on the old school bus. Doc, don't let us leave anything out. Doctor, writer, producer, TV host, everything you got going on. And also, one of the greatest representatives of the rude gals and a guy writers. I just threw myself in there. I'm not part of the crew. Oh, yeah, you did. You got in there. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's okay. Rude gals we'll and a guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, Jim, tell us, tell, tell us how they can catch. Tell us how they can catch the show and the documentary once you're done. Well, um, right now, like I was um, explaining to you all that um, we're in negotiation with networks. Um, so, you know, we're just waiting on a, a good deal. But, like, I have different pop-ups and uh, different, um, like, my teasers and, you know, my trailer. I'll be running that, those on my shows, actually, on TV TV. But as I get news, I'll keep everybody posted. Just follow me on Facebook, Doc Honeycutt, Instagram, Doc Honeycutt Enterprises. Share, please share and like everything I put out because if 
I got it on Facebook. I want it be I want it to be seen. I want people to see it. So um but yes, as soon as we get the networks and everything in order, you know, we'll get this um get this these episodes released so we can see the beauties and bikers. That works for us. That works for us. Give them your social media, any contact information, any websites you need them to have so they can stay in contact with you and keep up with what you're doing. Um, like I said, you can find my books on Lulu Publishing. It's a long website, lulu.com, spotlight.honeycut1213. And then I have a website, a online consulting business, it's .honeycut, wixsite.com slash my site. But if you go on my Facebook page, you can see all of my stuff. You can, you know, you can get to me. I'm, I'm reachable. I'm very reachable. And send me a comment. I'll hit you back. I, I answer everybody's comments one by one. You're very humble. And one of the things I admire about you is the fact that um, in a world where a lot of people brag on being much less and accomplishing much less, you've accomplished just about everything that you wanted to do, and you remain humble and remain a um, cool person. It's I'm fortunate and blessed to call you my friend. I just want to thank you for being one. Yay. I am so honored to be on your platform tonight, you guys. So, like I said, um, don't, you know, hesitate to call me if you ever need me to speak at a health and wellness, anything. Anything you need me for, just just reach out to me, okay? Yes. All right, all right. We appreciate you. All um, right. Definitely, um, if you need anything, uh, we're just a phone call away. Um you know, we've been saved all our lives, but we got everything you need. If um, you need a platform to come talk, air some of what you got going on. If you want to share what you got going on, we got you. We've been saved all our life, and our people ain't all saved either. So if you need somebody to go handle something, we got that for you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got these We really appreciate, appreciate y'all. Awesome. We appreciate y'all. 120 minutes flew by. The uh, the draft is still going on. Malik Jefferson uh, just went to the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody, I wanted to go to the Eagles, not play for somebody else. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us, ladies and gentlemen. Um, make sure y'all bookmark us on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. We're Simon Class right now on Blog Talk Radio. You can find us there. Shows are all podcasts. You can go back and listen to every single one of them. We answer every single email. ThunderstormRadio66 at gmail.com. ThunderstormSports66 at gmail.com. It's been fun. Thunderstorm Sports is next weekend. Let's ride out with Jesse Story. I can remember we, we
Let's take it back in time Feeling it all so right 